0: We know this hateful country has banned gay people from buying cupcakes at bakeries and then removed them from the military and then threw them into Mike Pence branded conversion therapy prisons all across America. Not to mention when Cory Gardner banned birth control and Rick Santorum eliminated all non-missionary position sex. Remember that? And then trans people were forced to finish in ninth place in their swim meets all over again. And who could forget when Brett Kavanaugh forced women into sexual servitude and red hooded robes in his own version of the United States of Handmaid's Tale. You know it, I know it, and the people of Gilead know it. And now, and now, Ron Death Santis has signed the Don't Say Gay Bill, which gives us an entirely new thing to lie about. Gay, 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 gay!
1: Stu Does America.
0: Yes, that was the gayest opening of this program in its history. Welcome to blazetv.com slash Stu. The promo code is Stu. You'll save 10 bucks off your subscription to Blaze TV. Jeremy Boring of The Daily Wire is coming up to talk about his new project. CNN Plus launches. I can't believe you're not watching that instead of this. But we start by doing the don't say gay bill. You know, you've been allowed to say gay for quite some time in this country. In fact, let me just take you back decades, decades ago. We even had a sitcom called My Two Dads. This is me, Nicole Bradford. Cute, huh? This is my dad, and this is my dad. How'd I get two dads? They inherited me. Congratulations, it's a girl. Here's the judge who brought us together. She lives in our building. My building, I own it. She's gonna make sure we're one big happy family with one dad who's down to earth
1: and one dad with his head in the clouds. (laughs) <laughs> I, I think we're father of the year. You can count on me No matter what you do
0: You know, I told them I wasn't going to play that whole theme song, but it was just too good. Too good. And I will say this, the poor saxophone industry, they really lost out after the 80s went away. So many sax solos in almost every song, and now almost none. Really is It really is sad. Uh, The don't say gay bill has nothing to do with my two dads. In fact, my two dads and my two dads weren't gay at all. They were two straight dads, just happened to be living together via court order, which is a very common practice here in the United States. Uh, The Don't Say Gay Bill is part of another very common practice here in the United States when the media lies and lies and lies and lies and lies about something that a conservative is doing. And we're going to go through some of those lies uh, here on the program today. You know, uh, one of the biggest proponents of this, and if you You kind of want to look at where this is coming from. One of the biggest proponents nationally is a guy you kind of know. His name is Chasen, Chasen Buttigieg. Yes, husband of the Secretary of Transportation, Pete Buttigieg, a guy who rides his bike to work from like a block away after he's taken an SUV with the bike in the back so he can look like, hey, guess what? I'm environmentally friendly. Well, he's also married to Chasen Buttigieg, and he tweeted this. Every LGBTQ student. Where where is the two, the I, the A, and the plus? Come on, Chasen, get with the program. Uh, Every LGBTQ student, teacher, parent, nurse, astronaut, mechanic, soldier, etc. in Florida is still LGBTQ. Wow. The governor can sign a bill making it illegal to acknowledge their existence, but he can't make them disappear with a pen. Love will always win, friends. Onward. Will, you know what else always seems to win with you guys? Lies. Because at no point is did any rational person believe that uh, the bill would make it illegal to acknowledge a gay person's existence. That is not. (laughs) I mean, all the things that have been said about this bill this might be the craziest one. That is not what the bill does uh, quite obviously. And I, 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 you know, it's interesting to see where did this come from? Why is it happening? What What is the origin story of this bill, which is a, I mean, honestly, a relatively dull bill. Here it is right here. Seven pages of just honestly, like, hey, parents should have the rights to, to be updated on their kids' health conditions if there's something changes at school, and you know some stuff about sex ed. We'll get into the details of that here in a second. but honestly, it's not not that all that revolutionary. It's relatively boring. Where did all of this come from? And most importantly, why? Why is it being referred to as the don't say gay bill? Look around. I mean, I, I ask you to do this. Look around the internet. Look around at news publications, look around at news broadcasts, and try to find a story where they call it by its actual name. Why are they all call it the don't say gay bill? Now, stunningly, that's not what the bill is actually called. Uh, I guess that shouldn't be all that surprising. Um, But it's interesting. The very first tweet on the entire Twitter sphere, about the Don't Say Gay Bill actually did refer to the original name of the bill. And here it is, it's from an organization called the Florida Freedom to Read Project, which spends a lot of time telling people to read certain books that might be controversial to younger students. And not a lot of time asking them to read other books that aren't all that controversial to uh, younger students. But this is uh, the first tweet about this that I could find, at least. Uh, Yesterday, the Florida House Education Employment Committee gave notice that it will hear the Don't Say Gay Parental Rights and Education Bill, HB 1557, SB 1834, Thursday, January 20th at 9 a.m. This is the first of only two House committee stops for the bill. Usually it's three. And it's interesting because... On this day, it wasn't like this tweet went mega viral. It barely got retweeted at all or liked at all. But it was the first tweet out there calling it the don't say gay bill. So where did this come from? Well, you notice on this date, January 19th, all of the sudden, almost everyone in tandem started calling it the don't say gay bill all at the same time, which is kind of strange. It's almost like, you know, great minds do think alike. So maybe they just all came to the same conclusion at the same time to name this something that it doesn't do to totally uh, manufacture a completely fraudulent thing that this bill has no intention of doing and never had intention of doing stopping people from saying the word gay. The don't say gay bill that same day, Equality Florida tweeted it out. Alert! Florida lawmakers are voting tomorrow on the dangerous quote, don't say gay bill. That would block teachers from talking about LGBTQ people or issues. Didn't do that. Russia messaged the committee members telling the vote no. Now, F- Equality Florida, of course, a big uh, rights organization. That is uh, 3.19 p.m., you know, let's say eight hours after the original a tweet or so uh, from the Florida Freedom to Read project. Then we have this one. This is a Diana Cohen's. She tweeted, "Uh, we are mobilizing to stop our Florida legislature from pushing through more anti-LGBTQ bills. It's going to be a long two months. The House and Education and Employment Commission is voting in the morning on HB 1557. Don't say gay. Please please help urge committee members to vote no. And then attached were multiple documents and scripts to call uh, uh, your legislature, letter, legislators, and such across the state, uh, with uh, scripts like this, um, the uh, you should say, ha, "Hello, my name is Blank." I am urging Chair Latvala to vote no on HB 1557, the anti-LGBTQ parents' rights bill on Thursday. Outlawing discussion of LGBTQ families in the classroom only serves to hurt the development of LGBTQ plus kids and kids with LGBTQ plus parents and contributes to bullying, prejudice, and bias. And then they gave you the same script a bunch of times with the only difference being the name. So. So if you have you have constituents dumb enough that they can't insert the different name of the representative, well, congratulations, you're a Democrat. Uh, This is a fascinating one because it's just a normal person tweeting about this. But with all sorts of documents, which indicates that all of these sort of left wing uh, organizations all at the same time decided to release this attack on this bill to frame it as don't say gay. And of course, you know, we could sit here and be critical of those organizations. And we have been many, many times. However, this is their job. Their job is to lie. They get up every day and decide how on that day they will lie and they will try to convince people of lies. That is literally what they get paid for. Every day they get up to tell people lies and try to get them to believe it. The media, however, has a totally different job. Their job is to occasionally even listen to wacko organizations whose job it is to lie. And you listen to those lies and then determine what lies are true and what lies are lies, right? Maybe some of the information they're giving out is accurate. The bill was really going to committee. However, the lie that frames this entire discussion is not something the media is just supposed to embrace However, the media has just straight up embraced the negative framing of this bill from day one as if it's the actual name of the bill. The bill is not the don't say gay bill. In fact, if your whole point was to not say the word gay, you wouldn't title it with the word gay in the title. That would be a really strange way of doing things. Russia passed some bill where they didn't want people to say war. They didn't say the don't say war bill because then every time someone would say the name of the bill, they'd be saying war. So instead, they call it a special military operation. Very rarely do bills like this get a full embrace from the media. We've seen it a couple times. I mentioned earlier this week, Obamacare is sort of one of them. At the very beginning, Republicans were saying, hey, this is Obamacare. Obama's. This is on Obama, this crappy health care bill. It's on Obama. Remember that Barack Obama is the guy who pushed this through. And the media initially fought back against that vociferously. They said We're, it is called the Affordable Care Act. It's not Obamacare. That is a name its opponents have adopted to try to demean and dera- uh, in a deranged attack against this bill. And for a long time, they stuck with that until Barack Obama himself came out and said, you know what? I actually like Obamacare. I'm going to take responsibility for this. It was his way of sort of spinning it back into his favor. And then the media got on board and started calling it Obamacare over and over again. But, like, they didn't get to call it the death panel bill. No, one, no media member ever said, you know what? The death panel bill is coming up for a vote. That didn't happen. They just s- smeared people who said the words death panels. What if conservatives had the media and they could spin any bill the way that they wanted to? When an abortion bill came up, it wouldn't even be pro-choice or pro-life. It would be the slaughtering babies in the womb bill. You think that could ever, ever happen? That's essentially what has gone on with this bill. They've taken a ridiculous ridiculous reading of it. They've manipulating it, manipulated it 50 different ways and then lied on top of that and the media has eaten it up. Try to find a story that puts anything but don't say gay bill in the headline when talking about this legislation which again is not an over the top piece of legislation. It's somewhat mundane. Look the truth is that the don't say gay bill doesn't stop people from saying the word gay. It doesn't do anything to the average Floridian. So if you're one of these dumb celebrities walking around saying gay over and over again, you just look like an idiot. It's only about students and while they are in school. And it's almost all kids are basically uh not even dealing with the part of the bill that they're talking about for almost all kids it just designates that conversations about sexuality gender issues should be age appropriate what does that mean well it means if you oppose the bill you are explicitly arguing for conversations that are not age appropriate which is a really weird position to be i mean it's a strange thing to be arguing for mr epstein You might say, well, I don't agree with what they say is age appropriate. And that's pretty incredible because they won't even have what those standards are until June of 2023. So you can argue about it then. But right now, you're just complaining about something that literally does not yet exist. The only place where anything is banned is in kindergarten through third grade. The clear point here is that there isn't an age-appropriate version of sex talk with first graders. Is that a controversial position? But honestly, the bill doesn't even go that far. It just stops explicitly sex-related material, gay or straight, in in the actual official curriculum of the public school system in those pre-third grade years. Opponents then said, well, that would stop a kid from, like, let's say they have two dads, And uh, they're uh, they're drawing a picture of their family. They would be banned. If they're talking about their two dads, they would be banned. Or if they were watching reruns of the sitcom, my two dads, they could be banned. But the bill never did that. And just because they decided to make it explicit and specifically clear, they went through a process to address the fake complaints from the left. They amended the bill to specifically allow for kids who have two dads to draw pictures of their family with two dads and not get thrown out of school. And yet the media still calls it the don't say gay bill, despite the fact that they know it does nothing of the sort. The attacks on this bill have nothing to do with being able to say gay or not. It has to do with the left and the media realizing that Ron DeSantis is a threat. And they better weaken him before he announces he's running for president. They know it doesn't do the things they claim it does. They know they are lying. But they're going to do it anyway. And buckle up, you got three years of this ahead. So fear not, Florida. You can continue to say the word gay. You can continue to be gay. And you can even continue to watch reruns of my two dads, starring Dick Butkus, which in retrospect is perhaps one of the gayest sentences ever spoken. All right, so you want a belt that is comfortable, is fashionable, is customizable, but you don't want to have to sell your car and travel all the way to Europe to get it. Well, up until now, I would have had to tell you, I'm sorry, that's literally the only way you can do that. But now there is Grip6. Grip6 is a small company in Utah that sells uh, in the United States, of course, but also all around the world. And they source everything that they make right here in the United States. Their belts are really cool, they're minimalist, so they're not like jutting out of your shirt, they're cool. They're understated, but they're customi- customizable as well. You can do laser etched uh, designs, logos, flags, uh, all kinds of cool stuff on the belt buckle to make it personal. They're available in carbon fiber, so you don't set off metal detectors at every airport, which is great if you happen to be a frequent traveler. And if that wasn't enough, Grip6 also carries an awesome selection of socks and wallets that you can check out. And you can check out now at grip6.com stew. Now when you're there, if you use the code stew, you will save 15%. It's grip6.com the number six, dot com slash stew. Get 15% off today. grip6.com slash stew. Well, CNN Plus has launched. Are you subscribed yet? Uh, $5.99 a month. Um, now, this isn't a solution looking for a problem. It's more like a problem looking for an audience. And uh, it's not... I can't imagine this is going to work, but they've only invested $100 million in it, so um, I'm sure. And then all the people that were responsible for it conveniently left. People keep saying, oh, they got caught in the scandal. No, they wanted to get out before this thing started. <laughs> all, the, all the executives are like, holy crap, let's fake out an affair. <laughs> let's get out of here. Anyone knows we're responsible for this heap. Uh, So that's going on and I hope you enjoy it. Uh, I mean, it looks riveting. I will say that because no one watches regular free CNN. Certainly tons of people are going to want to pay for crappy lesser than CNN. Uh, Wow. I just I know I'm going to be tuned in and I'm sure uh, you will as well. Now, over here at Blaze TV, blazetv.com slash stew, promo code is stew to save 10 bucks, uh, we have a thriving uh, audience that's growing uh, very, very quickly. Uh, and and you, know, you, you notice this over on the conservative side a lot more than on the left. You see people who are passionate for the content, who actually want to pay and support a mission like the Blaze has, or, or our friends over at The Daily Wire. Now, I bring The Daily Wire up because we have Jeremy Boring coming on here in a couple of minutes, and Jeremy, has started a new venture. It's called Jeremy's Racers. I'm going to have you, I'm going to have him kind of come on here in a, in a minute and walk us through how this started and what it all means. But before we get to him, I want to play for you his commercial for uh, Jeremy's Razors because if you haven't seen this yet, it's got millions and millions of views on YouTube uh, already. It's fantastic and it is one of the better uh, product introductions I've ever seen. So we'll have Jeremy here on uh, in just a second to tell us all about the brand new Jeremy's Razors watch.
1: remember when there were two genders and only one and a half of them had to shave their mustaches? Oh hi I'm Jeremy Boring, CEO and God King of The Daily Wire. Harry's razors used to advertise on our shows. They're a great product and we were happy to do it. That's before some peon who works for me went and said that boys are boys and girls are girls and that was just too much for Harry's. They condemned our views. Views held by millions of Americans and virtually every human who's walked the planet until about 15 minutes ago as inexcusable. And they dropped their ads from our network because of what they called values misalignment. You're damn right our values are misaligned. And it's not just Harry's, either. Gillette razors used to be the best a man could get. Then they decided that men are too toxic. Unless you're the kind of man who teaches his daughter to shave her beard. If that makes sense to you, keep buying Gillette. But if you've had enough of the woke and you're tired of paying companies like Harry's and Gillette to hate you, Then can buy my new razor instead. Behold, Jeremy's razors. Yes, they're real. Yes, they're fabulous. But Jeremy, you say, you're a stealth silver fox with a salt and pepper beard that's the envy of lesser men. You're damn right I am. And I want to be clear that shaving with a Jeremy's razor won't actually make you look more like yes, me. you're giving me fierce. you're giving me power. Could make you look more like this guy, though. And that's the most homoerotic moment you'll ever get from a Jeremy's razor commercial. What kind of man shaves with a Jeremy's razor? I don't know. How about cowboys? Firefighters? Those guys that shot Osama Bin Laden? I mean, no, none of those guys have ever even heard of a Jeremy's razor, but, but imagine how much more manly they'd be if they had. Right now, you're probably wondering if this whole thing is a joke. Sure it is, that doesn't mean it isn't real or that it won't be the best shave of your life. Harry's Razors doesn't want your business. I do. They seem to hate you, and I, well, I can't say that I love you, but I don't mean you any specific harm. Our country's in trouble. Conservatives are being canceled by Hollywood, the media, universities, and now Harry's Razors. Stop giving your money to woke corporations who don't think you deserve their product. Give it to me instead.
0: Head over to IHateHarrys.com and pre-order your Founders Series Razor and Shaving Cream Set today. Let me talk to you about blockchain a little bit. You know, uh, cryptocurrencies, Bitcoin, Ethereum, all the rest. You know, back in 2016, people were talking about this a little bit, but uh, Tika Tawari was out there. Uh, coming on the program uh, with us in the, on the radio show and saying hey this is going to go up it's going to be a big deal. And a lot of people thought he was crazy. A lot of people thought this isn't going to happen. This technology is going to go nowhere. It's a, you know it's, it's it's no big deal. It's it's all hype. Well, it, it didn't turn out to be hype. In fact, it went up to 20,000. It then did fall down and people said, "You know what? We showed you it was a bubble. Remember tulips? Remember how many tulip comparisons there were?" And uh Tuari didn't back down. He said, "You know what? It's going to 40,000." Well, now here we are in 2022, and we're well over 40,000, as I tell you about Tika Tuari once again. You don't need to commit a lot of money uh, for the potential of large gains. Sometimes the wins are so big, they will erase losses uh, 100 times over. It's true. It's happened to people. And, you know, a lot of people think they're too late on this. They're really not. I mean, this is like the internet in 1997 or something. Uh, do your own research. Make sure you understand this. They are volatile. You know, make sure you understand what you're doing. Uh, one way you could do that is signing up for Tika Tawari's Palm Beach Letter right now at BigTReport.com. BigTReport.com. It's Tika Tawari's Palm Beach Letter available now at BigTReport.com. It's great to have Jeremy Boring back on the program. He's co-founder, CEO of The Daily Wire. Be sure to check out his exciting new venture, jeremysrazors.com. We'll dive into uh, a little bit more on this in a second. But, Jeremy, uh, quite a launch of a new product, maybe the best one I've ever seen. Thank you. We're trying to have a good time here at the end of the world. Yeah, <laughs> might as well. Uh, walk me through the the backstory here. Harry's Razors. I, you know, you, I've heard of them before. They advertise on you know D, a bunch of podcasts. They were with the Daily Wire. What went wrong? Yeah, they started
1: advertising with us back in twenty sixteen. It's a great product. It's a it's a mail order razor blade subscription service, uh, and we were happy to have them as a client. But then some, I believe, high school student on Twitter with exactly two. Twitter followers, wrote into Harry's and said, you know, here's a clip of Michael Knowles and Candace Owens discussing gender dysphoria and how it might be a mental illness. Now, the clip was two years old at that time and didn't even happen on the Daily Wire platform. It was actually Candace's podcast over on PragerU. But that didn't stop Harry's from immediately taking back to Twitter to Virtue Signal and say, this is inexcusable. These views are inexcusable. Values misalignment. We're pulling all of our advertising. Look, You've you've had advertisers pull out of your show. We've had advertisers pull out of our shows. That happens every day. That's the market at work. If a if an advertiser wants to leave for any reason, you know, ads aren't working. They're having budget problems. They don't like the cut of our jib. That's their that's their prerogative. But when they attack our company online, when they attack our audience, well, that is something I have a problem with. In fact, it signals to all of our other advertisers that the only excusable thing to do would be to also cancel your ads. Uh, on the Daily Wire's platform. That's why these these things always happen as a sort of cascade. One advertiser leaves, they virtue signal loudly, and then all the other advertisers get spooked. So that makes it a direct attack on our business. And I thought, it's so inappropriate for your former partners to attack your business that way. We shouldn't put up with it anymore. We have the platform, we have a voice. Conservatives have unbelievable economic muscle. They just don't wield it because they don't have any alternatives. What if we created some alternatives and gave them the opportunity to wield that power? At a minimum, I'll bet that we would uh, change the way advertisers take for granted the conservative audience.
0: I, I like the way that you're approaching this. And, you know as someone of course who works with uh, one and only Glenn Beck, we are mildly familiar with uh, c- campaigns uh, <laughs> trying to uh, cancel yes. our advertisers And what I think I would be more appreciative of this if it were real. So often it's just a couple of, as you mentioned, a high school student, uh, some organization that decides it's their, uh, you know, they're going to pay their $4 an hour employees to bother these corporations all the time. And there's no, there's no bravery. There's no, there's no backbone. There's nothing from these companies that, that are willing to stand no. up and say, hey, like, you know, we care about everybody, no matter what their politics are. We want them to try our products because our products are great. The, we, That's right. Quite, there's so many the companies concrete. have lost that now.
1: Yeah, quite the contrary. I mean, in the case of Harry's Razors, of course they knew we were a conservative organization before they ever bought their ads. That's why they bought their ads. They want to reach our audience so they know exactly what we are when they act surprised and feign outrage. It's so disingenuous. But there's something else that you, that you touched on there, which I haven't gotten to talk about yet with anyone, and that's the, the fear aspect. Here you have, in, in the case of the Harry's uh, attack on our company, you, you have this Twitter account with two followers we have 12 million followers on social media. If you include our hosts, we have 48 million followers on social media. Why is Harry's more concerned about, you know, the musings of a high school girl with two followers than they are about a behemoth media company like ours? And the reason is obvious, it's because they don't actually think that we have the capacity to cause them harm. And they do fear the very sort of loud outrage, cancel culture mob uh, on the woke left. and so. That's a complete inversion of reality, right? To be more afraid of someone with two followers than someone with 48 million followers. And it just goes to show how little conservatives have pushed back against this historically. I mean, we'll we'll boycott, of course, but boycotts don't accomplish anything because they're temporary. They're fleeting. At the end of the day, we still need good products. So we finally, after making a little bit of noise, always go back and still do all of our real spending with these woke corporations who hate us. And our message at the Daily Wire, the message of Jeremy's Razor is stop
0: giving your money to these woke corporations who hate you and you know, give it to me instead. (laughs) This is one of the things I really like about your approach here is that I am, I just not a boycott guy. I don't like it. I don't like, you you know, the foundations of capitalism are, are the ability for people who I mean, it started, you know, free trade started with tribes that that were constantly warring and needed to come, figure out a way to come together and exchange goods and services so that both sides could survive. It's a way of bridging those sort of divides. And like the boycott thing, while I hate what the left and, and a lot of these corporations are doing, it just feels like against that entire process. What you've done here is you're just offering a better alternative. You did this, I think, as well with Gina Carano, where, who, you know, who gets canceled from her gig and she's over there working with you guys now. Isn't that approach, a, 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 a positive approach, if you will, a much better one for conservatives to consider in the future?
1: I sure think so. Listen, I- it's my perspective that if we don't compete, we deserve to lose. Right? You you can't ex- you can't have a reasonable expectation of victory when you're not even in the contest. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, I think what's happened with so many of us not not just conservatives but just everyday Americans is that we, uh, you know, our our grandfathers won the Second War. Our fathers built the the most technologically marvelous uh, generation in all human history. You know, we we put men in space. We created the information age. So many accomplishments. But over time, like anyone, in victory, we became soft. In victory, uh, we let go of our competitive nature. And what we find now is that we look up, and like many a heavyweight champ, after they let themselves get soft, they look up and they're losing. But the good news is we didn't actually get old. We didn't actually lose anything except will. We can still take it all back. We can still compete again. We still have all of, as I say, all of the economic muscle. We just have to leverage it. And that means creating a future. You know, It's not enough for conservatives to lament the past to grieve the loss of our cultural status, to grieve the loss of our political status. We have to get busy building this tired old right-wing nonprofit mentality of lose, complain, and beg for donations. Well, that's a death spiral. The only way to actually get back to a place of success is to have a vision for the future. And you know at The Daily Wire they call me the God King, lowercase G, lowercase K, so that I don't get a big head. <laughs> but it was the it was the uppercase God King who commanded man that he has to be optimistic be fruitful he said multiply lift up thine eyes you know look to the horizon leave the land of your fathers and go into the land that I'll give you that's a fundamentally optimistic act and if we and it's a fundamentally creative act it means that we're going to actually build a good set of alternatives and build a good future yes on the foundations of what worked in the past but you know I'm not trying to take us back to 1980 or take us back to 1950 or take us back to 1850 I want to move ahead to 2050 I want I want conservatives. I want uh, you know traditional Americans to be building that future. And you know, obviously we're inspired by the things that you guys do at the blaze. I always say that Glenn Beck was such a trailblazer in all of these regards, both in in you know what we do every day at The Daily Wire making conservative news and commentary for the internet. But even on this consumer goods level, you know Glenn had his his blue jeans company almost a decade ago. I mean, he he really saw the future. He's always been very proactive
0: about building the future. That's always been really inspirational to us. Uh, that's, that's cool, and I know that like a big part of this, I think, is authenticity, right? Like in the commercial, you you say that line about uh, I, I I can't say that I love you, but I don't wish you any specific harm. And, like, it's, I think that connects with people. you got a great endorsement as well from Mike Rowe, who uh, wrote on uh, Facebook. Uh, so he, generous. He, so, so great. He's, I mean, Mike's awesome. He said that he's ordered one of your new shave kits. He says, full disclosure, I won't be using your razors when they arrive. Like all manly men, I prefer a heavy, thick-handled, non-disposable, stateless steel razor made from Wilkinson Sword. But I feel I will tell uh, the audience the truth. Jeremy's razors are one of the few products you can pay for, never use, and still feel great about purchasing. And I think there's so much of that on the conservative side right now, where people just want- everything he said is true, except that uh, his razor is better than mine. Right. Well, of course, <laughs> obviously, you can't possibly say that. Um, but there is that like I think that's like something that people are connecting with right now. They 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 want to be part of something that's actually making the world a better right. place, not just buying crap.
1: Yeah, that's exactly right. We, we want alternatives. We realize that the left has succeeded at bifurcating the culture they've ripped it in two. And our best opportunity to fix that over time is to bifurcate the economy, to make make the left suffer economic consequences, not through boycotts, not through complaining, but through creative acts, through creating alternatives. Long-term, it's my hope that that creates economic incentive for those historic large corporations to once again have to compete for our business instead of taking for granted that they can treat us badly call us names essentially do everything short of not sell to us and still assume that they are always going to get our checks anyway because we still need their goods and services
0: and that, is that is that what you think it is is going to be parallel economies i mean part of that is uh, you know you, i like some of some of that i like the aggressive nature but at the same point like at some at some future point in time, when this reverses, we have to be able to live in the same country and well, share course. the same experiences. Absolutely. And that's why I'm I'm careful to say this. I, I do believe
1: that we have to further divide economically for there to be a hope of coming back together culturally. Hmm. Because what we believe as conservatives is that one of, not the only, but one of the largest incentives that exists is the economic incentive. That's one of the beautiful things about the free market. And what's happened in this country is the left has taken over every institution, ultimately culminating through HR law, through ESG, through the bailouts. There's sort of this weird uh, intersection between the government and corporations over the last two decades. That's changed. The corporations now have gone to the left. The only way you can get them back is if they actually have to compete for us. Right now, they don't have to compete for us. And so it's, you know surrender isn't the path back to unity. Victory is a path back to unity, because unlike the left, we desire unity. I desire to live in peace with my neighbors. I desire for a company like Harry's Razors to want my business. I, I want to be able to shop in the same places. I want to be able to agree on the color of the sky. I want to be able to look at look for information in the same places, but you can't have that just by wishing it into existence. Again, you have to create, you have to consolidate market forces and, and create a situation where the left has to actually acknowledge us where they have to actually compete for us. So I do think things have to get a little worse before they can get better. The left has done everything they've done, assuming that they'll pay no economic consequence. Only if they do
0: pay an economic consequence can we hope to change their behavior. Mm. Um, last one here, Jeremy, you guys, uh, the, the Disney thing you've been involved in, right? Gina Carano gets uh, canceled. She comes over to the Daily yes. Wire. We're seeing now, Daily uh, the Disney released a statement yesterday that said the goal of their company was to repeal the don't-say-gay bill legislation in Florida. I thought it was to have a talking mouse walk around and entertain children, but apparently that's, that's not it anymore. Uh, yeah. what do you, when you look at the, the, the landscape of entertainment in particular, it's just absolutely out of control. I know you guys are trying to do some stuff to fight back on that, uh, in that, on that battlefield as well. Can you talk about that a little bit? Yeah, absolutely. Well, to
1: your point, we picked up Gina Carano within 36 hours of Disney canceling her from The Mandalorian uh, over a completely benign statement, by the way. She said absolutely nothing out of line. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they fired her for the same reasons that Harry's Razors drops their commercials on our podcast. It's just a virtue signal. It's a way of hoping to stay the hand of the woke mob, which is who Disney actually fears. They don't fear everyday Americans. They certainly don't fear politically conservative Americans. They fear the, you know, the, the 10% of the country who is completely leftist but who wields an awful lot of clout, an awful lot of power, both political and economic, in the country because, as I said earlier, they, they've infiltrated all the institutions. And so, again, it's just a place where if we don't compete, we're bound to lose. We think it's a great thing, uh, you know, a tragic thing, yes, but a great opportunity for companies like The Daily Wire, like The Blaze, uh, and and hopefully a lot of people behind us uh, to build new things. What we're doing with entertainment, the Gina Carano film will come out in June. People aren't going to believe it. It's absolutely fantastic gina is phenomenal in this movie it's a riveting film called terror on the prairie uh i I know what people's expectations are when the daily wire says we're getting into entertainment they you know they expect us to make you know hillary's hard drive part three or something (laughs) but we're making real movies over here terrific movies our film shut in uh which premiered in uh january is a terrific film that uh, that affirms motherhood and Terror on the Prairie does the exact same thing. I think, listen, every opportunity that the left gets, we're going to take, and what that means is we have to be careful not to drown in all of this opportunity because they're they're bound and determined to drive conservatives from every single part uh, of our cultural life. So let's do something about it. Let's go make new things. We're doing that on entertainment. We're doing it with razors, like you guys. We're doing it with news, giving people alternatives. Is the is the future? You know, Americans are a particular breed. We're an ornery bunch. As I said before, I think we've gotten a little lazy. We've stopped competing hard, but we can compete. And when we compete, we can win. We won the entire 20th century because we worked harder than everybody else. We fought harder than everybody else. We we, uh, were more innovative. Than anyone else. And all of that is not only our birthright, but it's an actual responsibility that we have to the future to take up that mantle, once again, to create a new future. It's why I love men like Elon Musk. You know, I don't think Elon Musk shares all of our politics, but that's a guy with an affirmative vision for the future. He says things can be different. I'm going to make them different. I'm going to have fun doing it. That's where we should be. I want to build the future. I want to enjoy myself. It's a privilege that we get to be in this fight. I know it's easy to get worn down as yeah. a conservative, constantly being inundated by attacks from the left. You can't even watch the Academy Award. You can't even watch a movie. You can't even let your kids watch a Disney cartoon. But what a privilege that God's given us that we get to be in this battle, that we get to give our full efforts to something that we believe in in this way. We should be having the time of our lives. I am.
0: Mm, Jeremy Boring, co-founder, co-CEO of The Daily Wire, also lowercase g, lowercase k, God King. Uh, Be sure to pre-order his new razor set at jeremysrazors.com. Jeremy, thanks for coming on the program. Thank you. You know, Jeremy mentioned uh, how Glenn had been kind of jumping into uh, different businesses to try to give people better alternatives, better uh f- ways to go in in business and in commerce one of the ways he did that a long time ago was also realestateagentsitrust.com this is something that glenn it wasn't like there's was lots of services already offering this he kind of said went to and it kind of came with an idea of maybe we need a way to screen real estate agents Maybe we just don't pick the random person off the bench ad. Maybe it's not just your friends of a friend of a friend of a friend that you pick. And then you don't have someone who's the best. You just have someone you kind of have a side relationship with. A big mistake that people make all the time is going on the Internet, looking for a house, seeing a house they like, and just clicking on the real estate agent below it, thinking that that's the best way to do it. Well, that person's representing the house, not representing you. You should have your own agent in every one of these transactions. And the best way to find a real estate agent you can trust is by going to Glenn's company, trust.com. You can get more information there, whether you're buying or selling a home, wherever you are in the country, trust.com It's trust.com. We were just talking to Jeremy Boring about how supporting conservative uh, media uh, can really help out and help the cause and help us grow, help the message get out there and also you know, entertain you and maybe give you a great razor or a great product, a great real estate agent, whatever that uh, answer is for the question that you have and the product you're looking for. Uh, Well, we really would appreciate it if you happen to do the same thing here for Stu Does America and support the show. That's by commenting. That's by reviewing. It's by subscribing. Anything you could do, we do uh, very well appreciate it. You can also subscribe to Blaze TV at blazetv.com slash Stu. The promo code is Stu. If you're listening on podcasts, we do appreciate it. Just remember when you review the show, five stars is the appropriate number of stars. Okay, okay, I love this stupid show. Way to go. Stu. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate it. And remember, positive reviews not only help this show, but they also hurt other podcasts and that's the most important thing. You can comment on YouTube as well. YouTube.com slash StuDoesAmerica. Drop a comment down there right now. Um, This is about the Chris Rock, Will Smith monologue yesterday. That was a great monologue. Now I feel much better about myself. At least I don't go dressed out like a salad. Five stars. If you haven't seen uh, Jada Pinkett Smith's dress, it was kale. It was made of kale. Uh, Chris Rock is 57. Yeah, that was, was... uh, that was incredible. Wow, I thought Stu was aging gracefully. I am not, but he apparently is. Uh, now that's a BLM group I can get behind. Bald Lives Matter. <laughs> yes. Love the intro. Five stars. Jason Buttrell really pulled that one off well. Uh, it's actually up on Instagram. I am going to give you an up- update on Instagram and what they're doing and a way you can get around the sort of big tech madness coming up in just a second. So Instagram is changing its feed yet again, but it's also changing what content it thinks you should see. Luckily, the crack team here at Stew Does America already has a solution to get ahead of the program. It's pretty easy, you just set Stew Does America as a favorite account. Basically what you do, open up Instagram uh, and look for the teeny tiny Instagram logo in the top left-hand corner. Once you click it, you'll see that they've added a favor, uh, favorites as an option. If you go there and search for this show, Studios America, mark it as a favorite, it will help you see our stuff and it keeps big tech from keeping in control of what you see and who wants that. You know, go there, search for Glenn Beck, add all the Blaze shows. Lisa Page made me do it. My wife, if you want to see constant pictures of our dog, you can name her a favorite as well.